Welcome to Multiple Revenue Streams, the podcast for anyone who wants to start a side hustle, business owners who wish to expand, entrepreneurs who build brands, and moms who build empires. I'm your host, Linda Payan, and I'm here to encourage you to keep going, do the little things every day, and start building a revenue stream that you are proud of. Please sit back, relax, grab your sparkling water, and let's find it. Hello, MRS listeners. Thanks so much for showing up today. I wanted to talk today about events. And we're going to talk about different types of events that you can do with your business. It could be vendor events, craft shows, trade shows, fundraising events, and conferences. This podcast will be beneficial to you if you are a service-based business or a product-based business. It will be informative for either one of those. And again, it's a three-part series. So I hope that you stick around for all three parts. So you can binge them all if they're if you're listening to this later on down the road. I thought, and the reason I shared this is because I have, I've been doing events for almost 17 years and I didn't do many in the beginning. I tried a few, I didn't know what I was doing and they were okay. They weren't super successful, but they were okay. And I would get new clients or I would get new customers and they were fine, but when I really put the effort in and learned that it was so important to find the event that had my customers there. And that may sound crazy, but I want you to to think about this because my customers are women and that's all I focus on are events that primarily attract women. So I've done events, I've done conferences, which are fantastic. I've done craft shows, I've done vendor shows, I've done all different types of events. Some are very small with maybe five or six vendors, and some are huge with, you know, upwards of 250 vendors. I wanted to talk today about how to find events that are perfect for your business. Depending on what you do will determine what events will be perfect for you. And I will say that sometimes when you think that you found the perfect event, it may not always be that way. Sometimes it's trial and error. And I'm going to share some stories here that I made mistakes on and some that that were phenomenal. So if you're a service-based business and maybe you have web design or graphic design, or maybe you build websites, or maybe you install windows, or you're a roofing contractor, or you have a retail shop where you're an electrical contractor or you're a lighting expert, you're going to find different types of venues that are perfect for you. I do jewelry and accessories and socks. I find different events that will cater to people that 
want jewelry, accessories, or socks. Let's break it down. The first thing when you're looking for an event is I will Google to look for different events and have been pretty successful with that. You can also look on Facebook or Instagram, but I will caution you because there seem to be a lot of scammers out there now. Um, it's It's been a new thing. Like I think it's increased like the last year or so, but there's definitely a lot of scammers out there. So here's what I would do. When you are looking for events on social, make sure to go to their website and get the name or the information off of the website and not just from social media. So that's my that's my biggest tip on here because so many people fall privy to that and it, it's very frustrating because you'll never see that money back. I just want you to be aware of that. I also like to go on Eventbrite. It's another place that you can go and look for different events within your area. All events that are out there are not fantastic. I will share some things to look for in finding the events that are good for you because if they're if they have a hundred vendors or two hundred vendors or more, while well, you think, oh wow, that's great, they must have a lot of people coming, and we refer to it as foot traffic. So if you know that they have a lot of foot traffic or people in attendance, um, a lot of times they will say on their website, you know, thirty thousand people come to this event, and there's eight hundred vendors or whatever it may be. Those are things to look for. You want to make sure that people are in attendance, and also look at their marketing. So you want to look at their foot traffic to see how how many people were in attendance last year. Now, if this is their first annual, their price point should, you should probably see a lower price point if it's their first annual, just because they don't have any information. But a first annual sometimes can be a great event too, because maybe it's really about the event planner. Let's think about this, right? If you have an event planner that is sharp, that is constantly marketing, marketing on social marketing in the local area, marketing everywhere, uh, on the radio, on TV ads sometimes for different shows, they're getting the event out there, then it's probably worth your fee to go to this event. So marketing is a big deal. Look at the number of vendors. And so sometimes people will say, well, you know, I only go to events where there's only one person selling, say, jewelry. Okay, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I mean, just as an example, I was in an event this past weekend and it was a great event, very well organized. I love this event. And in the room that I was in, there was um maybe nine of us, maybe 10. Um, but like overall, there was like a hundred vendors, I think, throughout the whole place. But in my certain room, there was like 10 of us, and four of us had jewelry they were all wonderful. Our jewelry was all different. So that doesn't matter at all. I think if your products are similar yet different, who cares? What else to look for? So we've talked about foot traffic. We've talked about marketing. Let's talk about cost and contracts and coordinators. It's really important to 
create a budget for the events that you do. So what are you trying to get out of your event? Are you trying to get email contacts or are you trying to book parties? Are you trying to book clients for whatever services you have? Are you trying to sell inventory? Are you trying to find out if new products are popular or not? Think about what you're after and does the cost of that market, if I were to place an ad on social media, would I get the same return on investment? So you want to think of things like that. If you're paying for a table and you have products, you do want your investment to be a minimum of about 10 times of what you paid for the table. So if you pay a hundred, you probably want to sell around a thousand dollars worth. So that's just something to think about. It's a, it's a good number to think about when you're signing up for different events. Now, with that said, there are some events that are going to be, you know, you're going to pay anywhere. You could pay 20 bucks and then you could pay 900 or thousand or 2000 at a trade show or, you know, different kind of large events. So again, it depends on your product. It depends on your customer, your avatar, and exactly who your ideal customer is as to how much these fees are going to be. If you have um, one of a kind items and you're at an elite art show you're going to pay a little more for that art show because your products are a little more and you're going to get your foot traffic. The people that come to your show are going to expect to pay more. It's just things like that that I want you to think about. Now, let me share some stories with you about um, different events that I've paid for. And I also would like to talk about contracts. Every type of event has a, a contract. I want you to read that to make sure that if something happens, maybe you can get out of it and they can fill your space or see what the contract says. Because life does happen. And sometimes if you can't make it, you can't make it. Most of the times you're going to lose the fee. There are some times where they will hold the fee until next year, but most events don't work that way. Usually you won't get a refund. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So definitely read the contracts and and be aware of what's going on. I would look at the social media, check the comments, check to see how many followers they have. Well, that doesn't always tell you, but it's kind of a good indicator on how many people really have showed up in the past. So I'll just give you an example. I signed up, this was years ago. I'm going to say like 15 years ago. And it was quite expensive at the time for, it was a fundraiser. So gosh, the money, it went to a really great cause. So I didn't even feel bad about it at the end, but I'll just share, I'll share about what happened. There must've been a hundred vendors. It was in a hotel and it was a beautiful venue, at least a hundred vendors. And I think there were maybe 10 people that came by all day long. And I'm not even kidding you when I say that. I couldn't believe it. 
I was like, how does this even happen that there are so many people here and a lot of them were, you know, corporate companies. So it's not like I signed up hastily, (laughs) but that happens sometimes. I'm still friends with the vendor that was next door to me. Gosh, we had the best time that day. Of course, I didn't make even my booth fee because nobody came. I did get a friendship out of it. So if you have a bad show, which you're bound to have one if you do it for a long time, there's always good things that come about it. There's always good things. Might be friendship. It might Or it could be that you learn to set your display up a different way. And let's talk about coordinators. You don't know always up front if the coordinator is good or not. Like it's kind of a gamble. And I say that with confidence because I signed up for an event this year that I thought was going to be phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't wait to do it. I signed up fairly early. It's an event that that has happened for years and I've always seen it and I could never do it because my schedule just didn't account for it. It was put on by this venue and it was a beautiful place and it was quite expensive at least for my budget, because I usually have like an intended budget and I and I don't go over. And this one, I went a little over because I thought, wow, this is going to be great. Well, it wasn't. And let me explain what happened. I was on like a second floor, which is fine, but there was no signage that there were other vendors upstairs. Our names were supposed to be on the website and she got my business name completely wrong, which I don't even know how that happens. Then at the event, um, 25 people showed up. Now, mind you, there are, I, I'm going to say a minimum of 50 vendors at this. And I know there was more, but that's that's my guess. And again, a lot of corporate companies were there. A lot of big vendors were here. It was a, depending on the event, this one provided a list of attendees. (laughs) There was 26 people on the list. Usually when I get a list like that, there will be like 500, 700. Usually it's between like 500 and a thousand people, maybe 1500 that have attended. And there was 25. Well, This event planner was terrible in every way, shape, and form. So of course, I won't ever do that event again. And I'm not sure anybody else that was at this event will do it again either. So that's something to, you know, you just make note of that and say, okay, that was, you know, a mistake. Did I, I did make my table fee on that event, but it was it was silliness. Maybe you've actually been to these events before and you've just had a wonderful time and and you think to yourself, you know, I I should really do this. Well, here's what I did. So I have a jewelry and accessory business and I started designing and printing socks and I wanted to see what people would think of them. So I started doing different types of events Depending on the theme of the event, you know, some were bridal shows and some were different festivals. I I themed the socks 
for that. But I also brought the socks. I also brought my pickleball socks because they are my best seller. I would sell all different. I would sell the pickleball socks. I would sell the flowers. I I would sell all different types of things at these events and people love them. And it was very interesting, you know, to hear the comments. So you can pick events based on your product and maybe you want to get your product out there to see what people say. It's nice to find local events because obviously if you're local, you can go to those events and check them out. Um, if you have to travel an hour or more, you, pro- you know, you, depending on the price of the event, you may want to go and check it out first. And then maybe the next year you can do that. Or if you're willing to gamble and you go in, then if it's a couple hours away, you just try it. What's the difference between a juried show and an, a, a standard craft or vendor show? A juried show is where they have judges. Um, you you send in pictures and sometimes video, and they will, and then you have to, you know, explain about your products and everything. And then they will accept you or not into the show. So some shows are very specific into what kind of makers that they they want. So those are typically very artisan friendly shows that are juried. Not all events have issues. The bulk of the events that I attend and have been attending for years are absolutely wonderful. The event planners, if they, they've been doing it for years, they're wonderful. They're organized. You find out everything you need to know well in advance. There's tons of traffic because foot traffic, there's tons of people in attendance because they know what they're doing. They're marketing months in advance. They're marketing on social, they're marketing in the paper, they're marketing on the radio, they're marketing in town, they're marketing all over the place. There's so many benefits to doing vendor events and craft shows and and conferences and trade shows. And even networking events where a lot of times they'll have, like maybe your local chamber of commerce has a an event that they set up for new businesses that have joined. Our chamber did that. And I thought that was wonderful. And it was a really nice way for me even to get to know other vendors. I had a, I had a table, but it's nice because every time they have new businesses come in, they have a table and there's a lot of, a lot of service businesses, but a lot of you know, product businesses as well. I hope that you may consider this to be a great added income stream to your already busy business. I love doing events because I thoroughly love people. I just love them. Like I get my my fill for, I, I absolutely love the events. So it's my fav- one of my favorite things to do. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. If you loved our episode today, please take a couple seconds and follow the MRS podcast. If you're listening on Apple, we would love a five-star review. And if you're listening on any other platform, please give us a like. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We would be so grateful for you to give us a five-star review. Thank you and have an awesome day.